ESPN 94.1 FM at 8 at 9.30. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Tuesday, April 21st. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. Miller Lite hold true great taste. Only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Coming up today on the program, we're going to hear from Marshall Thundering Herd guard Tavion Kinsey. Talk a little basketball with him. I'm excited. I love talking to Tavion, so I got a great opportunity here in the next few minutes to catch up with him. We're going to do that. Also, we're going to talk to Ron Counts from the Idaho Statesman. He comes on the program a little bit after Tavion. Now, the reason Ron's coming on the program today is because the Marshall-Boise State football game has been moved up one day to Friday, September 25th. That is at the request of the Conference USA office, so... Marshall makes that announcement today. That can mean only one thing, television. Television has requested that date. Conference USA has requested a move. Marshall has moved the game. It's going to be played on Friday. The question is, is it going to be played? That's the big question. That's question number one. Question number two, is this a CBS Sports proper game? I mean, could this be a bigger game? I don't know. But this probably is a CBS Sports Network game, if that's the case. But the question still remains, is this game going to be played? We've got several months to get to that point and to that threshold. But again, everything is so fluid at this point. Governor Jim Justice making the announcement today in West Virginia, students will not return to school, but they will continue to learn off-site. So virtual learning continues, distance learning, that continues until the end of the school year in your county. But there will not be a physical return to the school buildings. He said earlier today, I have promised you over and over and over that I would not put you in a position that would be harmful. The last thing on the planet I would do is put our kids in harm's way. So he is making that move today. And in concert with that, the WVSSAC in West Virginia issued a statement. They agreed and supported the decision of the governor and the state superintendent for the safety of students, schools, and communities. They believe it was the right decision. And they have canceled the Boys and Girls State Basketball Tournaments as well as the spring sports of tennis, track, softball, and baseball. And I know that's going to be disappointing for a lot of student athletes. We were getting to that point where I didn't feel this would be possible. And if it was possible, it would be truncated. It would be brief. I didn't know what that would look like. And so Marshall moving a game forward. That's great news. The governor deciding that schools will not reopen physically. Instead, distance learning will continue. And the WVSSAC deciding that the governor's making the right decision. They're going to follow and they're going to announce formally that the boys and girls state basketball tournaments are over in spring sports, tennis, track, softball, and baseball. Not going to happen. I think it was a good decision. Honestly, I know it's going to be disappointing for a lot of young men and women who wanted to get their sports going or wanted to conclude 
the tournaments, especially the girls' tournament. It was left in limbo. The boys' tournament, it didn't really even get started. So I know there's a lot of disappointed people, but this also allows those student-athletes to move forward. This isn't the closure they wanted, but in a sense it is closure, so those student-athletes can move forward, especially the seniors. If you're a returning student-athlete, it's not much solace, if any, but you have an opportunity to come back. That's the good news. You have an opportunity if you are an undergraduate, if you are an underclassman, if you are a senior, yeah, this is going to be really disappointing. So I understand. Of course, Ohio and Kentucky previously making those decisions as well. And that's got to be super disappointing. You look at some of the area teams that had an opportunity to really make some noise in some state tournaments, and unfortunately, they don't get their chance. I really feel bad for Ashland. I feel bad for Ashland because that was a team that was poised to win a state championship in Kentucky. It's not an easy thing to do, and that team was better equipped than most and probably one of the best Ashland teams ever. And they had a serious, legitimate shot at winning a state title in Kentucky. And, of course, locally in West Virginia and Ohio, we had some teams as well, have some opportunities. But all those dreams are now concluded. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very sorry for the seniors and those student-athletes that don't have that opportunity. I really am. I think it's the right decision. But at the same time, the right decision sometimes doesn't feel good. And so you gotta you gotta understand. A lot of kids probably disappointed, and maybe some of these kids, maybe these, some of these student athletes already saw the writing on the wall and they had already prepared themselves. It's not like having your season pulled from you all of a sudden, the way Marshall basketball team had their season pulled from them. Tavion Kinsey, he's going to join us on the other side of the break. We'll talk to him later on. Ron Counts from the Idaho Statesman will join me. We'll talk about Marshall and Boise State. The gamesman moved for television. Also, Boise State going through some tough times as well. They have furloughs that are taking place. So, coaches, if you make a certain amount and over a certain amount, you are subject to a furlough. Doesn't matter what your contract is. Doesn't matter what your position is with the university. If you make a certain amount, you are subject to furlough. We're going to talk to Ron about that. And later on, we'll get your phone calls in if possible. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And the bad news is we don't have basketball. The good news is... We've got a lot of extra time on our hands, and I get an opportunity to spend a few minutes with one of my favorite Marshall basketball players, and that's Tavion Kinsey, and he joins us now on the program. How you been holding up with uh, no sports, Tavion? Uh, it's been tough. It's definitely been tough to um, not be able to shoot basketball and not be able to really watch any basketball. Um, I'm glad they just put the um, the Michael Jordan documentary on. It's kind of keeping me sane, but... It's really been real tough not to be able to go out here and play basketball, just trying to figure out ways to um, just keep my mind just right. And I, I think about the season all the time and think about playing all the time, so it's, it's been tough. Let's touch on that since you brought it up, the Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance. Uh, watched it myself on Sunday. Uh, I'm a little older than you, so that was fascinating for me because that's some behind-the-scenes. I've watched Michael Jordan younger 
Is that your major exposure, first-time exposure to Jordan? I mean, I know you weren't watching his games when he was playing, but you, you've seen highlights. Uh, definitely not. Like, I um, I, I watched a lot of his highlights because my dad grew up watching Michael Jordan. So, like, a lot of his highlights I, I studied day after day after day. I don't really watch guys who play now. I really look back into um, the old school days, and I, I watched a lot of Michael Jordan things. So a lot of the games and things they showed I already had seen. It was kind of like I was back then in that time, but knowing I really wasn't. But, like, I'm I'm really just watching it to, to figure out the behind-the-scenes type things, you know, how how he was off the court, how he approached the game off the court, how his teammates felt about him. I think that's the more interesting part because, you know, you can go on YouTube and look up his highlights anytime, but I, I will watch countless hours and hours and hours of his highlights. And I will wake up and fall asleep to watching some of his stuff, just studying his games because I, I feel like that's the best player ever to do it. So, Was there anything that you saw in those first two episodes of what he did, how he handled himself on the court, just how he was that, that maybe you've already picked up on or maybe were surprised by? Um, I I really liked uh, his demeanor, like how he approached the game off the court, how he approached it on the court as well, like his thought process going into it. I really thought it was interesting. I really, I, I mean, I know a lot about Michael Jordan, but I thought it was interesting with the Scottie Pippen story and how Scotty was kind of like, you know, holding out on some of, some of the things and like how he was holding out to get a better contract and how Michael Jordan seen it, how he went about it. Because you would think like um, Mike would kind of help him out, but it was kind of at the same time he felt like Scotty was wrong for what he did and things like that. I just thought that was very interesting how he, he thought about things off the court, and, and I just it's, I can't wait till this Sunday to watch the second part of it. I mean, yeah, like the next part of it. I think it's episodes three and four. So, Marshall Thundering her guard Tavion Kenzie joining us on the program, and I would think your situation different but the same when Jordan couldn't play because he had an injury and he just wanted to get out there on the court, and and that's I'm sure how it feels for you right now. You just would give almost anything just to have a, a sort of couple of hours just to be normal again. Yeah, definitely. I I sit and watch our games, and I sit and watch our our. I'll rewatch old games of us playing. I'll rewatch games from my freshman year and just reminisce back on like times where we got to play. And I think now, like being in the house and like being like you know on this lockdown it, it makes you think like you couldn't really take things for granted you shouldn't because you know in the flash it could all be done and gone right now I think that's that's going to bring out a, a, a lot of hunger in some athletes and a lot of hunger in some players to go out here and you know give their all in their summer workouts or you know uh, give their all next season because all of our seasons got cut short so I just feel like this like lockdown has really been teaching me a lot. It's, it's really been hard to, to fathom and like stomach, but I think uh, sooner or later I'm going to get over it. Really. Um, they're starting to open stuff back up a little by little. And as soon as they open up the gyms, I don't really care if they open up any stores. I just want the gym open. That's really it. So what are you doing to keep yourself active or to at least try to not, have that rust of not playing so long, not having a gym? I mean, are you just going out in the yard, running, lifting weights if you can't, if you've got that set up? I mean, what are you doing? Uh, we do have a weight program. Our um, 
our weight coach, Matt Donaldson, he's, he's put together an app for us to, you know, work out every single day. It has different exercises, makes us run miles. It keeps us in shape. You know, we can't shoot basketball. They're trying to lock down parks, too. So, like, it's kind of hard to go and sneak into a park and play basketball. But, like, you know, I have a basketball. Sometimes I, I dribble it and, like, work on my dribble, my handle skills, stuff like that. But mostly it's just been working on my on my body, trying to, like, get better, stay in shape. And also I take this time to, like, work mentally. Like, you know, time to, like, I take it. I, I see some people take it as, like, this is, like, a big thing and they miss basketball. But I take this time to, like, take a break from basketball and detach. And, you know, it's been a long season. Sometimes I just want to mentally, like, rebuild myself and feel better and things on that nature of it. But we we have weight programs and, and uh, body weight programs set up and conditioning and stuff like that. So they're they're keeping us, you know, ready to go for that call when they say, you know, schools can open their gyms back up and teams can get back together. Now, this is a unique situation. As you mentioned, this is sort of that downtime for you after basketball season's over. But are you, coach, the team, are you guys communicating maybe once a week, getting together, doing anything like that since this is really a unique situation? Uh, we are communicating. Uh, the coaches touch base on us. They make sure our families are safe. They keep us in their prayers. Um, everybody stays in touch with you, with each other. Um, everybody's in different areas, really. Some of the guys uh, are around each other, so they may, like, like, you know, link up and work out together. But most of the guys are at their homes or stuff like that, but we all check in. Like like I said, our, our weight coach has an app, and we have a group chat for our weight, so he makes sure he checks in. Like, today's is going to the app, make sure y'all do y'all's workouts, and, like, we'll have days where we'll – He'll do a little challenge where we have to send the video in of us, like, testing our vertical or running a mile or, like, you know, doing a push-up challenge just to keep us on our toes, keep everything interested, keep everybody connected. Um, we all check in with each other, you know, outside of the group chats with the coaches. Like, our team group chats, our bonds like that, we all check in with each other make sure everybody's good. And we're just staying like that. we um trying to stay positive in this time. You know, it's very worrisome time for people. So everybody's making sure everybody's, you know, safe and straight. Tavion Kenzie's joining us, Marshall Thundering Herd guard. And as disappointing as the season was for you to end the way it did, you've got some time now to process that. West Virginia today making the announcement that school will not resume for this season in the buildings. Basically, everybody's going to be virtually learning for the rest of the year. So high school sports are done. How, how's that feeling? How did, how would you, what would you say to a, maybe a senior right now that just lost their senior season? I mean, since you've had some time to process it, you know, you know, do you feel like you could help them or at least, you know, you would have some advice for them since now their seasons have been taken away from them? Well, um, I feel, I feel really bad for, college seniors and high school seniors college on one hand some of those guys look to go to the tournament and make a name for themselves and try to get to play professional if that's what they want to do and for their season to be over that's just really tough and for high school students i mean before basketball if anything i remember going to prom i remember going to you know walking the stage graduation they don't get to do any of that so it's kind of really tough on top of 
playing sports, like, if I were to say anything, I would say take this as a lesson that you got to play every game like it's your last because you never know um, when it all can be done or when it all should be taken away from you. So. Tavion Kenzie is joining us on the program. Marshall Thundering Herd, a disappointing conclusion, but at the same time, if you can take one positive away from this is pretty much everybody's back. You're going to get some new pieces to this team. You guys probably are chomping at the bit, not just to get back to play sports and play basketball, but the fact that you might be set up for a really serious run come next season when we get this back. Uh, definitely. We Having everybody come back and um, adding new pieces, adding some key guys, putting some guys on scholarship who weren't on scholarship last year, um, I think it's going to this, – this year we tried to figure out how we were going to jail together and um, I figured we tried to figure out how everything was going to work out. We started to pull it together at the end of the season, especially that last game. It looked real good. So I, I say that's our last game and that's our start of our next season. And we're just going to put that all together. And this time we'll have some jail. We'll know how guys play. We'll know what works, what doesn't work. And from then it's just kind of like we go out there and we, we put it all to work. So, And in a sense – Marshall's maybe more fortunate than other basketball teams because, really, you don't have to say goodbye to, to really anyone. You don't have that we're a senior-loaded team and we'll never get these guys back. You guys are poised, ready to go. Yeah, it's really terrible that you lost your season, and we all agree that sucked. But you got an opportunity to come back and, and just go after it and maybe get it back. Um, Definitely. we um We're looking to go farther than what we did this year. We were looking at, you know, I felt like that tournament was going to be something special this year. For our first game, I felt like we were going to surprise a lot of people and make the run that they did before I came um, when they made it to the um, March Madness tournament. So I feel like I feel like the season ending is just going to light a fire inside our guys and know like we have some unfinished business and to go out there next season and put it all on the table because, like I told them, like it was crazy because every, we we would say like a you know a team prayer before every game and we have like a little team talk before we go out there and I told them like the last couple of games I just was feeling like you got to give it to all because you never know when it's your last game and that happened to be our last game so I think we're just going to build off of that and that's going to be the pre-game speech for every game next year like this could be your last game you never know. And we're just going to build off of that, and I think that's going to make our guys go harder. And eventually, hopefully, we make a, a big run for this um, this next coming season. Tavion Kenzie's joining me. Marshall thundering her basketball, unfortunately, season coming to a conclusion. The good news, everyone's back. We're hoping that Jared West comes back. Obviously, he puts his name out there for the draft. He's doing what... John Elmore, C.J. Burks did previously put his name out there, get some advice, come back if um, you know if he gets the advice to come back. Um, have you talked to him a little bit? Because it feels like every time someone takes advantage of that, the team gets better when that player comes back. Not just that player, but the team. Uh, I've talked to him. I've talked to him before everybody else even really knew about the situation. Really, I don't want to say I was the inside guy. But, like, I talked to him about the situation. I was behind him 100%. Um, 
if something does happen, he um, ends up getting drafted, that would just be amazing. And if he comes back, it's going to be amazing because, I mean, me and him really gel with each other. He, As a freshman, he took me under his wing right when I came in. He was one of the guys that believed that I could be something, you know, be a player, be something special later on. So, like, he he showed me how he worked. I built off of that. I already had my own work ethic. It seemed like we just matched. It was just like the partners in crime. And I feel like for him, if he comes back, it's definitely going to be a plus for the team. And, you know, the guy brings great energy, great defense. He's smart. He's a great point guard. So I definitely feel like either way the, the coin flips, it's, it's, it's going to be a positive for us. Joining us on the program, Marshall thundering her guard Tavion Kenzie. So basically, either he comes back or you're playing as Jared West in 2K. Either way, you're you're in good place. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Can you take him in 2K? I've seen a lot of guys that um, have been playing 2K on TV as of late, and they haven't been very good. Uh, how's your skills? Are you going to that to kill some time? Uh, I don't. I don't even play the game really. I I don't. I'm not a game guy. I. I kind of gave the game up a long time ago, like probably when I was like a freshman, sophomore in high school. It's just, I mean, I'll play every once in a while. Like during the season, we would play games just, you know, to pass time, have fun with the team, just some team bonding. But like, I never really take it serious. I I don't really, it's it's really like, I don't know. It's just really not the, the funnest to me. It, it, it doesn't interest me. I'd rather go and play for real and play basketball like that than play on the game. And, you know, guys get so worked up if they get beat or win or something like that. I never really care too much about it. I would say my skills are pretty average. Like, I, I'm not terrible at it. I play every time I go home with my little brother. I, that's the only guy I play the game with, really. And we go back and forth at it. That's I'm competitive with him because I got to teach him how to be competitive and it just runs in our family. But other than that, passing the time, I've just been doing push-ups and working out and just really sitting around. I got to catch up on some of my TV shows that I watch, TV series, been able to clear my mind, got a lot of homework I have to do. So the game isn't really as much as important to me. But, I mean, you know, when I can or if somebody asks me to, I won't hesitate to play. Tavion, Kenzie's my guest. So before we let you go, what TV shows are you catching up on? I'm curious. My favorite show out is um, Stranger Things, and um, if you guys don't ever, or haven't seen it, you should watch this on Netflix. It's a pretty good show. I'm waiting for season, what, three maybe to come out? I think it's season three. Season, That's four. No, it might be season four. That's, yeah, yeah season, season four, because four. Um, we're, we were at the mall this last season. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were at the Starcore Mall, so I'm waiting for the next um, season four to come out. Um, I watch All-American been a pretty good show i tried to start ozark on netflix it really didn't interest me i might still give it a try but right now stranger things i'm waiting and um i think this this michael jordan documentary is keeping me sane right now so that got to be one of my favorites but definitely waiting for stranger things season four i'm with you right there i gotta see what happened next Plus, uh, I grew up in the 80s, and, you know, I'm, I'm a little older than you, so as a kid of the 70s and 80s, I love that show. Sir. Tavion Kinsey, my guest. Thanks, man. I appreciate you coming on doing the show. Catch up on all your shows, and we'll talk real soon. No problem. Thank you. That's Tavion Kinsey.
We're going to talk Marshall football when we continue. We're going to talk to Ron Count. He is from the Idaho Statesman. Marshall and Boise State, the game's been moved up a day to Friday, September 25th. We'll talk about that and the situation right now with the Boise State Athletic Department when we continue on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And earlier today, we got the news that Marshall's matchup with Boise State, not a cancellation, thankfully. It's a date change, Friday, September 25th. And that was requested by Conference USA. And to talk a little bit more about that date change with us is Ron Counts from the Idaho Statesman. He's now with us on the program. Ron, good talking to you. It's kind of nice to actually just have some football news to talk about today. It really is. It's kind of a slice of, a, of normal life, isn't it? What's the reaction from Boise State fans? I know Marshall fans just giddy and excited the fact that this is good news and they're just talking about the fact that can't wait for football season. It feels like a slice of normal today. Oh, absolutely. And that's what we all need in this time. I mean, there's, there's, there's so much bad news. There's so much negative news, so much unknown and fear and just, just a slice of normalcy can go a long way and go, go a long way, especially for mental health. It's, it's a huge thing. This date change really a surprise. I mean, wherever Boise State goes, there's a lot of interest and in playing mm-hmm. Marshall, you know, Conference USA, Marshall going to take as much advantage of this game as possible and, and, and being moved to a Friday game that we hope we get to see. Yeah, any surprise there? Uh, not really a surprise, no. I, I think when you consider the draw from both programs and how competitive the game was last year, I mean, if you remember, Boise State held on to win 14-7 to last year. That game was very much in question the whole way through. So I think people are expecting a competitive game. You're right, Boise's always a draw, but Marshall's always one of those programs that's really competitive. You know, they put out so many great-name players. And uh, I think that the, the, the TV networks are expecting a great game, great viewership, and I think they're going to deliver. It's been a long time since Boise's been back to Huntington. I remember it uh, vividly because it was Boise not playing Marshall the first time that I ever saw Boise in person. Mm. So uh, it's going to be exciting for a lot of Herd fans. But we're even right now just trying to find some sense of, all right, we're closer. We're getting closer to to actually being back to some sort of normal. We're going to play football again. And then if you read up on what's happening with Boise State, a lot of the coaching staff having to take furloughs, and that really just snaps us all right back to reality. Uh, it's and you know it's one of those reality things that I think that this was really the first domino to fall. There's going to be many programs that have to do the same thing. Uh, just speaking to the Mountain West Commissioner Craig Thompson the past couple of days, the entire Mountain West Conference is looking at a 15 to 20 percent budget shortfall. For next year, uh, Boise State President Marlene Trump came out when she when they announced the furloughs and said that academic programs and fundraising programs are not even athletic related through the summer have been canceled to the point where the university is losing more than ten million dollars in that regard. So I just think I just think it's gonna it's gonna be a really really tough reality that these these programs are gonna, are gonna face, especially if football is actually affected. I mean, football revenues for most schools account for at least 85% of the athletic department revenue. And if they lose that, there's just no paying for coaches. There's no paying for travel. There's no paying for teams. So no football equals no sport. 
Joining us on the program from the Idaho Statesman, Ron Counton. You talk about the Mountain West Conference, and Craig Thompson was um, speaking to a lot of people about what's happening, as you mentioned. And he mentioned that there's some ideas, shortening schedules, reducing travel, limiting the number of student-athletes making trips. Has Boise State indicated any idea of what maybe their contingency plans are, or are they pretty much... Right now, we're moving forward. Football season's still going on. Business as usual, usual other than these furloughs. They're, they're really in wait-and-see mode right now. Um, you know, talking to football specific, the guys have been away from campus since about March 20th. Um, they've all been working out on their own. You know, they've all been kind of staying in contact on, on via FaceTime. But in terms of specific, uh, you know, cost-cutting measures, nothing's been mentioned yet. Um, Craig mentioned the reducing of the, of the season, as you mentioned, uh, potentially reducing the number of competitors on teams. Um, I, I just think they're all waiting to see what's going to happen, what, what the next ball to drop is going to be. Um, yeah, I just, I, as you look at those non-revenue sports, you know, they didn't lose a ton of money from losing those sports. So it really all boils down to football. If they can get through, if we can get this coronavirus cleared up in the summer, start football on, on Labor Day as it has historically, I think everything will be fine. Is there any talk if we get to a point we cross a certain line that maybe we're going to see programs cut or some other drastic measures? We've seen already Old Dominions drop the program. University of Cincinnati, they drop men's soccer. We're seeing programs and, of course, coaching staffs across the country starting to take either voluntary or mandatory reductions in salary. Is there a line which Boise State has to seriously look at, all right, we need to maybe cut a program or two or reduce scholarships to maybe keep this thing afloat until we get it back? Oh, th- th- that absolutely is coming. I mean, I, I, I think that line is not far off. I mean, they're going to have to look at these programs very seriously and see what's making money and what's not. I mean, you look at Boise State in 2019 or the 18-19 fiscal year, Boise State as a department generated a little more than $58 million. Boise State football generated a little more than $26 million of that. So as, as you look at the, the rest of those programs, just not making a ton of money, all but four of Boise State's 16 varsity sports were in a deficit in, in last year, last fiscal year. So as you look at that and you look at these economic times, there's no way they're not going to be able to cut something if this continues. Where do they cut, though? That's the question. I know the NCAA has been petitioned by a coalition of, of group and five schools to maybe ease up some restrictions. So. Unfortunately, where do you start looking at as far as either do you just reduce scholarships or do you wholesale cut a program? I don't know how drastic it's going to be at Boise State. You would know better than I would. You would hope that they would start with the, with the reduction of scholarships. I mean, you would hope they don't jump straight to cutting a program. And, of course, cutting a program will be complicated by Title IX restrictions. So if they cut a men's program, they're going to have to cut a women's program as well. So there's a lot of complicating factors there. You know, you look at sports like baseball, softball, gymnastics, volleyball, you know, non-revenue sports are, are in very much in danger right now. Joining us on the program, Ron Counts from the Idaho Statesman. The good news is Marshall and Boise State, that game hasn't been canceled. In fact, it's been moved up a day. The bad news is we just don't know if that game's going to happen. Do you anticipate, I mean, could we be looking at this date thinking, okay, that's great, it's optimistic, we're going to have that game on Friday, but as we get closer and closer to trying to figure out what this season looks like, We've got two options. Either we play these games later or we reduce this schedule if they're going to play at all. And 
this could be a game that could be cut as a as a cost saving measure because travel is a big issue. Very much so, and they're they're, they're going to take travel into account. They're going to they're going to put emphasis on conference games versus non conference games, of course. Um, and and there have been discussions. You know, Craig Thompson mentioned this as well that there have been discussions about potentially starting the season in October versus September. Also, discussions about potentially playing in the spring. Though they're not how that would you know they're not sure how that would work out with all the other sports going going on at that time. So yeah, I mean, Craig Thompson didn't have any specifics today, but he definitely said. He sees fall athletics being affected in some way. I'm okay with spring football. I mean, I, I know yeah, it's not ideal, but I'm I'm okay with it. Man, I, I'm okay with football in the fall, winter, spring, summer. Just, just give it to me all year long. We might get that. That might be our case. <laughs> Ron Counts joining us from the Idaho Statesman, and hopefully we're not talking about this in a few weeks where we've canceled this game and, and Marshall and Boise State miss out on playing each other. But I mean, that's the question because it's not just – can Boise travel to West Virginia? Can you, know, you play other games as well? Because it's probably going to be a state-by-state basis. Maybe Idaho's open for business. West Virginia's open for business. A few other states, maybe not so much. And, and really, that's the big question. This isn't just Idaho, West Virginia. The two states are agreed that they're open for business. The two schools can play because they feel comfortable. It's so many factors. Absolutely. I, I believe there are eight states in the country right now that don't have stay-home orders. And uh, Craig Thompson talked about that as well, where that's one of the complicating factors is do they have to wait until all the states are open to begin football practice? Do they have to wait for, you know, all 50 states to be open to to begin football practice? It's just there's so many questions right now and nobody has answers. Ron Counts joining us, the Idaho Statesman. So you're working on, of course, the story with Marshall and the schedule change. You've got the furlough story as well. What else maybe Marshall fans be interested in following you for? Uh, well, definitely, we've got some draft coverage coming up. Um, uh, Boise State has a couple of potential first-rounders in uh, left tackle Ezra Cleveland and uh, pass rusher Curtis Weaver. Uh, we've got a lot of season preview content coming up. Uh, you know, Boise's got bringing a lot of young guys back. they got their, their sophomore quarterback, Hank Bachmeyer, their sophomore running back, George Halani, both back. Uh, they have to rebuild those the offensive and defensive lines. Uh, they're replacing four starters on both of those. So, Definitely a lot of like positional preview content, schedule preview content. The next month or so is going to be full of Boise State football, that's for sure. Well, let's hope that we're scouting each other real soon and talking about this game. That that would be the fun thing. If we have to play this a few weeks later, uh, hopefully it's not the case. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. Man, Go ahead, sir. I'm sorry. I'm really I'm, – no, no, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm really hoping this game does happen. I'm, I'm from Virginia, so it's my chance to kind of get back to the East. So you're more familiar with Marshall than probably some of the other beat reporters uh, we've had on the program. Uh, a good bit, a good bit. I was a huge Byron Leftwich fan, um, loved him. Um, I think I first learned about Marshall when, uh, oh my gosh, I'm about to, oh man, I just blanked on the receiver's name. Yeah, Randy Moss. Mm, thank you, Jesus Christ. Randy Moss, great receiver, you know, went to Marshall. So yeah, I, I'm a big Marshall guy, but Byron Leftwich, man, that. That moment when his teammates carried him down the field during the bowl game with the broken ankle. I mean, the sports getting any better than that? That's just that's, that's a moment that I will never forget. And eventually that guy's going to be a head coach in the NFL somewhere. I agree. He was with the Cardinals recently, right? I think he was their quarterback's coach. Yeah. So basically, that's a guy who's eventually going to be a quarterback coach moving to a, a coach. Um, I think um, I might be wrong, but there's a, he's coaching some new quarterback that's in the league now. Um, he goes, he has number 12 as his number. He's people have been talking about it. 
It's Tim Reedy or something like that. I think that's the case. Oh, yeah. I think I've heard of that guy. Yeah, t- uh, Tim got, Tom. Got, 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 got a really nice chin, right? Yeah, yeah. Kind of, kind of, got a pretty wife? Yeah, yeah. I know that guy. Yeah, and um, he might have a, a pretty good tight end coming to play with him as well real soon. <laughs> that's what I hear, man. Uh, that's uh, crazy. The, the, the that's Tom just nuts. <laughs> yes, it is, man. So that means uh, at any time the 24-7 championship from the WWE is on the line uh, when Gronk's on the field. <laughs> we, need, we, need, we need somebody to run in and hit him with a chair on fourth down. Can't let him get that first down. I don't know. <laughs> that, that's not how you play football, though. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe after the game. Hey, man, who knows how the new world's going to look? We come, out of this, we come out of this coronavirus, football could be totally different. That's true. That's true. It could be. Um, we it could, could be a we, real contact sport now. There you go. I, I, I like it to a degree, but I don't want to get into that concussion thing. So, you know, maybe it can be scripted contact. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Ron Callens is joining us on the program from Idaho Statesman. Ron, you got a sense of humor, so you're definitely coming back on the show. Uh, we look forward to it real soon. Yeah, call me anytime. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you, sir. That is Ron Counts from the Idaho Statesman. Also, he's got a good idea for the uh, WWE. Maybe Gronk gets pinned in the fourth quarter. Who knows? We'll come back and wrap the show up. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're wrapping up the Tuesday, April 21st edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. As we alluded to earlier in the program... Patriots are trading their retired tight end, Rob Gronkowski, and a 2027th round pick to Tampa Bay for a 2024th round pick. The Pats are sending Gronkowski's rights to the Bucks, and they're going to reinstate him as a member of the team. So a future Hall of Famer playing with a future Hall of Famer. All of a sudden, if you're in Tampa right now, you want to stay home so you can go see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right now, this is your call. If you're in Tampa, if you're in the state of Florida and you like Tampa Bay football, probably more so in Tampa Bay than the rest of the state, but if you're a fan and they say, hey, you should stay at home so we could get back to the normal, and you see all this, you're going home, you're going to isolate, you're going to quarantine, You're going to stay safe, you're going to keep other people safe, and you're going to put your money down for your season tickets if you haven't done so already because you've got Tom Brady, you've got Gronk, you get the 24-7 title from WWE. That's going to be in play at all times. I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know how the NFL is going to police that because the title's in play at all times. It's 24-7 title. And, of course, you got Byron Lefwich one of the all-time greats at Marshall University, who is eventually going to be a head coach somewhere. And right now, you look at this combination and you go, maybe I'm a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Maybe I'm going to start rooting for Tampa Bay. I'm still a Bengals fan, but I will root for Tampa Bay when they're not taking on the Bengals. So I have no conflict whatsoever. I'll root for Tampa Bay. I like the combination. You got Brady, you got Gronk, you got... My guy, one of the all-time greats, a quarterback at Marshall University. You got that combination. Maybe we'll get football back. Who knows? How exciting would it be if we could get past this and get that combination back on the football field? Think about it. I mean, honestly, think about it. The NFL, all of a sudden, 
Tampa Bay is a focal point again because you're just going to watch and see what happened. What's going to happen here? Does Brady still have it? Can Brady get it back? And with Gronk there, he's going to have a, a safety valve. Gronk, how good of shape is he in? Can he pick it right back up? Has he been preparing for this moment, waiting for this moment, and just decided, look, I'm going to take a year off. I'm going to go compete for a WWE title, get myself better, get myself in a situation. You know, he's famous for hoarding his money, so it's not as if he's hurting for cash right now. He's been wise with it. He preaches that. I'm not a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. I'm excited for this. I really am. So here we go. Let's get this circus on the road if we all possible can. Of course, unfortunately, we're going to wait on a lot of factors, including state restrictions, health officials, what sports is going to look like. Can baseball get this thing going where you're playing maybe in a a quarantine zone? Is that going to be the answer? Is the hockey season going to come to an end sooner than later? And are we going to forego the Stanley Cup? Will the NFL push it till the final minute before they make a decision or trying to adjust the schedule? College football, are we going to have college athletics? And really, here's the factor. If there are students attending classes, you might have college football. If students are not attending classes and instead are distance learning, remote learning, then I don't feel like you're going to have college athletics. And I think everybody's got to be open. You're going to have to have 50 states all open. I don't know how you swing all that in the time frame that you have right now. I'm not rooting against having athletics. I just don't know how it's going to happen right now. And we'll find out as we do this every day. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate everyone chipping in and helping out with today's edition of the program. Back tomorrow. And if you missed any part of today's show, don't forget you can go to our podcast. You can pull us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, wherever you get your podcast is where you'll find the drive. That's going to do it for this edition. Back tomorrow. You never know who we're going to have on the program. So that means you got to tune in every day and find out. Thanks for tuning in. I do appreciate it. Good night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.